and everyone really loved their bagels and the innards of mine were good except for the like cream cheese and it was fizzy ew what i don't know how or what or why okay but let's also explain that you you have to have vegan cream cheese because yes. you are mm-hmm. you're dairy free exactly um, so the vegan cream cheese was not not good no oh. and normally like vegan cream cheese has like truly no flavor it's normally yeah. just like a weird solid thing that is just <laughs> there to hold other stuff on the bagel it's almost like you should have just in just taken tofu and smeared it yes, around. Yes, pretty much. But this one, I and I couldn't figure out, it was like maybe they accidentally added like hummus on it. Uh-huh. And then the hummus was like the, oh, the feeling like of... Maybe like a little fermenty or yeah, something. Yeah, with lemon or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe that's what it was. But I was like, when you're not expecting it to be hummus and you're expecting it to potentially be just vegan cream cheese and then it has like a fermenty fizzy kind of feel. That's a wacky... Yeah, I was out, and Robert was like, "Do you like it?" And I was like, "I and I hate doing it, but I was like, it's, I don't. It's akin. I don't like this at all. No, no, I wouldn't think so. It's akin <laughs> to like being like, I'm gonna drink this water, and then it's like orange juice, and you're like, yeah. or lemonade. Yeah, lemonade is the worst to have as a surprise. Oh, like when you're expecting lemonade, mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. When you are not <laughs> expecting a lemonade, unexpected the worst. lemonade. I I hate unexpected lemonade, and that's the fun fact about me for the day. Uh, wonderful. <laughs> uh, so welcome to Tiny Shed Book Club, where we host a book club for people who don't actually want to go to a book club. Um, my name is Tia, and this book makes me really dislike Feyre every time I read it. Okay, I agree with that. Yes, I, 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 mm, I'm just gonna say my thing, and then we'll talk about <laughs> <Okay>. it. <laughs> and I'm Chandler, and I, I think I have a controversial opinion about this book. Hot take? Yeah, like a little bit. What's like, your hot take? I really like this book. Brianna does too. Really? Brianna w- read it and she texted me immediately and she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I love this book. I hated it the first time I read it. Did you? Really? I could not get on board. I was like, what is this crap? But I, I the second time I read it, I really liked it. And I, I, I know, I think I know specifically why I liked it this time, mm, but okay. I think, I think that's an unpopular opinion. And I think that most people don't enjoy this book, which I totally get you. You under. It's nice that like you come in at first being like I don't like this, and then being mm-hmm. like Oh, now reading through, I've picked out pieces like that really elevate it. Yes, I yes. have disliked it both times. <laughs> I'm really excited to talk about this. I Feyre was kind of a whining. Yes, little. She's a whiny little person, and she is a fucking bitch to everyone besides Reese. Yes, she does have a bit of an attitude in this book, and she there's a during throughout the book she brings this up brings this up multiple times where she's like, I'm not used to having so much money. And I'm just, just like, like, I have so many money. <laughs> like oh, you poor no. fucking thing. Yeah, I have too many money. And like, <laughs> I it makes sense to come up, you know, at the beginning of the book or whatever. But it it continually comes up where she's yes. like, I've never our coffers are so big. Like you know, yeah. I'm just, just like, endless. Ugh. And she's constantly being like, I'm so busy. I have so much to do. I'm so busy. I'm a high lady and I'm busy. You're like, yeah, no shit. You're running an entire fucking court. And you just finished a war. What were you expecting? Yeah. yeah. No coffers and not a lot to do? Uh, you fool. You you freaking fool. You're a freaking fooly fool. Uh, Drives me nuts. So, <laughs> and interesting enough, I Pace. think we all regard this. So this is A Court of Frost and Starlight. Yes. I think... Well, I don't know about everyone. I regard it as the fourth book in the series. That's how I consider it. I don't consider books half. I don't either, but I can see... Because on Goodreads, it's 
it's 3.5 yeah (laughs) i i kind of get why because it feels to me like this didn't need to be its Mm -hmm. own book um it like i think we could have chopped out a lot of this and just stuck it on to a court of silver flames yes uh, like at the beginning or like at the tail end of like um of, wings of ruin yeah like i get what she's doing like you said like i get why she would make another book i get as an author like wanting to have a little like fun romp kind of book <laughs> like i'm not writing anything of like too dire consequences like i'm just yeah. out here i want to explore my characters like emotions and feelings a bit more and look at their daily Ugh. oh is it what there's was a it? spitter like oh, oh, there's a spitter like web it, oh okay not an actual not a spitter spitter okay i don't Sorry. mind spitters but i know i, don't I know like you their don't webs I don't the, either. The feeling of them is like, nah, dog, I don't need to be a part of that. It's a spooky feeling. <laughs> like, you can go. Like, do it. nothing like, else feels like that. And so, no, you're like, what? Like, you know immediately, oh, that's a spider web. <laughs> like, no, they, you feel like a bug that's been caught in it. Yes. And I'm like, ah, how would I get out? And it's like, because I'm like five billion <laughs> times bigger than it, you will I, get easily get out. In my brain, I just become like Frodo. Ah. <laughs> like, I'm going to die. <laughs> the spider's going to kill me now. <laughs> uh, but anyway, with this book, um, like, I, I get it, and I do enjoy that there's moments, like, especially with Az, where, like, mm-hmm. you get a lot more of, like, him as a person, and, like, yeah. his sense of humor, like, more about him. Yeah. And I enjoy that, but I don't really feel like I need a Hallmark Christmas movie. And that's book. funny, because when you described it to me that way, <laughs> I was like, okay, because the first time I read it, I was like, yeah, I hate this. I think mostly because coming off of Wings and Ruin, yes. where it is plot heavy like Absolutely. it's all plot it's and then you in the face of this plot. book very little plot to me is there a plot re- who knows what is it yeah <laughs> and i think with the way that the other books went mm-hmm. i was expecting this to also have some sort of semblance of an interesting plot and it's more like daily life like a vlog it is a vlog <laughs> it's a vlog in a book that's bing thank you well done thank you um and so it's just different and so i think mm-hmm. but when you said as like a Hallmark movie, I was like, okay, well I'm going to read it this time around thinking about it as like a Hallmark movie that doesn't really have much to it, but maybe something that I'll just enjoy anyways. And I was like, uh-huh. I fucking enjoyed the hell out of this. That might be why Brianna really enjoyed it. Cause that's how I described it to her. Like she oh. finished Wings and Ruin and she's like, Oh, I'm moving on to uh, Frost and Starlight. And I was like, just be prepared. Uh-huh. It's a Hallmark Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's got nothing except for like snow is pretty. And yeah. I love my man. <laughs> yeah. And, like that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And then she texted and she was like, I fucking love it. Oh, okay. so maybe like if it, people approach it that way like it's not gonna be the plot heavy it's gonna be just a cutesy wootsy like Mm -hmm. which is feels very different for the series which is why i think people have rated this as low as they did because they were like what the hell is this and i'm like i agree but second time around don't agree yeah i'm with it i'm with the snow Should we do um, rundown our plot? Yes. Do you want to run down the plot? Or Ow. do you want me to run down the plot? I You took on that big boy last time. Wings All right. Ruins, yeah, so. you're right. No, Let me, I'll take the little book. <laughs> Ooh, I'll just, I know. You just, just sit back. I'll get those in like 10 minutes. <laughs> Let me stretch it out for this guy. <laughs> this plot heavy book. I know, right? So difficult. Um, okay, so we enter. Uh, it's Belaris, Valaris, whatever you want to say. And it's winter. And it's like um very cozy it's like snowy and beautiful mm-hmm. like like you said typical hallmark christmas time movie and uh Feyre and reese are like they're rebuilding they're visiting their war allies um mm-hmm. they're building trade they're aiding people in the town who are in need they're like 
they're being so charitable and donating to like all the 10 million charities they're finding charities and like Reese is like pick one and she's like oh my god there's so many how do I pick let's just give it to all anyways they have a lot of money um in case you don't know they are rich and they're just doing like high lord high lady stuff holding town halls listening to people and Mm -hmm. like that I kind of like briefly just like yeah they're in love yeah they're in love and they're ruling their town their whatever (laughs) they're ruling whatever their court thank you not a town or a village. I like how it got smaller. I know. <laughs> their town. Their village. <laughs> their neighborhood. <laughs> their home. <laughs> their um, living room. <laughs> and uh and Farah's having a poor Farah, a difficult time adjusting um to having everything that she needs and more. Yeah. It's so hard. It's so hard to have so much to do. <laughs> and everyone is preparing for winter solstice, which is basically fairy Christmas. Yeah, and it's a big deal in the night court because it's the longest night of the year. Correct. So that's why night court goes like goes ham, ham for it. Mm-hmm. But it yeah, it's just Christmas. Yeah. And so I just have it's it's a time of rest and celebration and it kind of feels like like foreign to everyone just because they've gone through like a nasty war and Amarantha. And so it's just kind of like, Oh, we get to have like this winter solstice after the war. Um, So Reese is at the Illyrian camp Mm -hmm. um, and he's mediating between Cassian and Devlon about how much the girls should be training because Devlon's like, well, they're preparing for winter solstice. They have Mm -hmm. to like do all these womanly chores. And Reese is like, well, Cassian is like, no, they don't. Yeah, Um, he's like, they can do both. Like they can train and then go do the chores like right after they train. And so Reese is kind of mediating between them and they they end up agreeing on a certain number of hours for whatever Mm -hmm. for each. And uh, there's also like dissension kind of brewing in the camps after this war yeah so many warriors were lost and a lot of the blame is kind of falling on like reese and also cassian and because he had to kind of put them on the front lines and they were kind of like um i don't know they basically felt like they were just kind of like thrown into the war without much regard for their welfare is what it feels like yeah i think because as mentions this like later in the book that he's like they're fucking babies like they train for war all the time yes. and then when war happens they get fucking mad about the consequences of war yes um but yeah in 13 he's like that any warrior survived was a testament to their skill in cassian's leadership but with the illyrians isolated and idle up here that loss was starting to shape itself into something ugly dangerous and yeah i think that they they suffered higher losses than i think anyone was expecting yeah like i think they were like oh yeah like a war like people are gonna die but then with the cauldron like blasting like mm-hmm. almost the entire legion out of the sky like there's yeah. a lot of war widows and like yeah people who are left behind and i think like they're saying like that isolation of like they don't have anywhere else to go or things to see like the only thing they have right now is this like festering wound mm-hmm. and the fact that they're pr- approaching winter which it sounds like in illyria is like ba- Basically, they don't go anywhere. Like, they can't go anywhere. Yeah. It's so cold and so much snow and so much, like, intense wind that they just are stuck in their villages. And then when there's, like, a bunch of war widows and a bunch of people really sad, like, yeah. it just turns into this nasty soup of Yeah. Sad. And there's, like, certain people who are kind of, like, leaders of this, like, descent, you know? Yeah. Um, and so... 
we learn that that's kind of happening within the camps. Cassian is very like, oh, like I want to like stamp this down now. And Reese mm-hmm. is very much like, I, I want us all to enjoy solstice together and then we'll like deal with this later. Yeah. And so like throughout this book, they're kind of like, don't tell Cassian how bad it is because we want him to enjoy the solstice. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, don't say bad news because of the solstice. Yeah. We're like, this is a Hallmark movie. Remember? <laughs> we're not supposed to have anything bad. I know. So, um, we also learn that Nesta is living in, like, the slummiest apartment in Valerie's, which is also the funniest thing because Valerie's has been mm-hmm. painted as this, like, beautiful, wonderful haven of a city. And it's, like, of course, the way that she describes it in the book, she was, like, oh, she found, like, the one slummy, like, if you could even call it slummy for, you know, yeah. you know, it's, like, oh, my God. And that was one thing that feels so judgy about this, like, book is they're ah. constantly bringing up like how slummy it is and her slummy little house and the slummy little tavern and i'm like yeah. you fucking pricks favorite you grew up in a hovel right like really we're gonna have opinions about slums and Very- like and you being like all like ex- accepting of everyone and always trying to like bring in people that are like pushed mm. to the sides and you're immediately gonna label an area as like cd yeah like, kind of yeah fucking come on that is now that you bring that up that's a good point because that's it is very like privileged yes to say things like that yeah like she chose us a hovel like like yeah, we have, maybe she feels shitty and she yeah. wants her environment to reflect that you dumb bitch <laughs> yeah sorry it just makes no 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 makes you, me so mad at them <laughs> you that you bring up a very good point and so um nesta also kind of like refuses to interact with like anybody ever yeah and she hasn't talked to cassian at all like mm. the war ended and they mm-hmm. mentioned like cassian and my like recent says a cassian and my mate sister did not speak to each other at all mm-hmm. like she has completely like immediately we learn that nesta is not what nesta used to be like she's hidden off she's living in this part of town she does not even look at cassian and yeah we learn very quickly that and also very quickly that like reese continues to like just fucking hate her oh absolutely yeah (laughs) he doesn't like her at all no no which i understand i totally get yeah and then we get this like scene where Cassian like takes flight and travels through the like treacherous Illyrian mountains, and he gets to, <laughs> he like flies by Ramiel, Ra- Ramiel, Ramiel. Ram- yeah, I say Ramiel. And it's apparently the most sacred mountain, and only people who are partaking in the blood rite, which mm-hmm. is like an Illyrian like Hunger Games. Yes, um, <laughs> only people who are partaking in that are permitted to go there, which is like once a year. And we get kind of like this little like seedling that um he and Azrael and reese uh participated in that like many many years ago and they like won together they like reached the top of ramiel mm-hmm. and touched the whatever thing they had to touch um and he also kind of like talks about like how brutal it is and how people like end their feuds together like by yeah. fighting and having to go through all these elements and killing each other and he ends up uh, continuing to, like, kind of fly over these mountains. And he, like, gets to an area which are, like, the ruins of the result of, like, him mm-hmm. taking out vengeance on... Uh, were they Illyrians? Yeah, it was an Illyrian village where his mom was. So, like, his uh-huh. mom ended up in this village. And they, like, basically just brutalized her until she died. And then hucked her in a ravine. And, he, and when he had enough power, he mm-hmm. came back and fucking, like, pwned yes that village yes <laughs> like wrecked he like i think he mentions in another book in uh 
Silver Flames, mm-hmm. that he let a couple, like, women and children and elderly leave, but mm-hmm. he's, like, literally anybody else, I killed them. Yeah. Like, I killed them all. Yeah, because I think he, like, was, like, he went there to, like, question them about his mom mm-hmm. or, like, what had happened, and they, like, refused to give him any, any information, and so he's like, well, fuck you then. Yeah, and then the one woman was like, I think we might have thrown her into a ditch. Oh, so bad. Because Cassian, I think, was hoping she was still alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to find out that, like, they, like, brutalized her for years. Yeah. And then when she died, they were like, cool, bye. He, yeah. Like, I, I mean, anybody would snap. And especially yes. when you have seven siphons. I know, right? <laughs> so much power. And I think this is, I don't know if the book said it um, explicitly, but this is one of the reasons why, like, Cassian fight so hard for the girls in the Illyrian camps mm-hmm. to get to train too because I he probably feels that his mother was like helpless and yeah. so he wants women to not be helpless at least that's what I yeah that they it. deserve a chance to fight for mm-hmm. themselves as opposed to like having no skills besides like just running a home yeah yeah um I did find one thing about this with Cassian where he's like noting that he like goes back to this village it's kind of like a almost like a pilgrimage to like see his mom and the destruction that he's wrought. Mm -hmm. And so he says like, he knew why he'd come here, why he always came here. For all that Amarin taunted him about being an Illyrian brute, he knew his own mind, his own heart. That I love seeing this side of Cassian for the first time, that he's like actually the biggest softy mm-hmm. in the world. Like he knows how to run an army and he knows how to like fight, but in all honesty, he's like just a squishy jelly bean. Like he's <laughs> the nicest dude. Yeah. And he's like, I come here to remind myself like what I am capable of, but also what happens when I don't like. I cannot stand up for people that right. matter. Right. And I thought that was like, oh, Cassian is one of my favorites. Cassian. She's a real baby. Um, so then we kind of cut back to um, Valaris and Feyre is like walking around and she runs into Racina. Yes. Racina, mm-hmm. uh, who is one of the women who like, I think was there and saw Feyre fighting in the battle at, uh, Valaris. Yeah, when the whole, like Ators, like the yeah, whole herd when, of Ators. Show and Fair like sent her like her um water puppies or wa- yeah. her water like animals. <laughs> yeah. She did the all water of wolves. Her- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she like did some cool like magic fighting stuff. Um, so Racina was there, and so um, they kind of like recognize each other and. Um, Racina kind of like tells her who in the neighborhood made it and who did not and how much they like appreciated um, how hard she fought for them and they all mm-hmm. like remember her and yeah. they um, truly like look up to her and there was a studio like near in this neighborhood who belonged to an artist who did not make it and she kind of like insinuates that it would be like a good studio for Feyre to use yeah um, she's like if you ever want to like you know this studio is like open like you know if she didn't make it I'm sure the family would sell it to you and Feyre's like I'm not in the market yeah and Racina also offers her like well I host like a painting party kind of like session yep every week and you're welcome to come as well. So she's extending these like invitations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Feyre kind of declines and Feyre and Moore end up doing some like solstice shopping. A lot of this book is like solstice shopping. Yeah, we shopping. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Feyre, I just wrote, Feyre continues to be blown away at their wealth and abundance. Again. Wow. Uh, so much. Yeah, she goes, if I, and then she complains again on page 39. If I ever had the time to do it, shut up, Feyre. <laughs> Ugh. You're so important. Um, um, oh, and on page 44, we get the title of the book. Oh, um, what is it? Can you read it to me? Um, yeah, she, she goes, we eased through the densely packed heart of the palace, um, passing beneath. Oh, whoops. This is skipping like way ahead, I think. 
Um, but latticework of fey lights just beginning to twinkle awake overhead from a slumbering quiet place inside me, the painting named Flitted by Frost and Starlight. Oh my god, it's the name of the book. And I was like, oh my god, we actually got one this time. <laughs> by the by the fourth book or third and a half book. Sarah Jim Mass was like, oh, I should uh Oh, by the way. <laughs> put these titles somewhere in here. Uh, okay, and so they're they're doing their shopping and Moore eventually tells Feyre that they are gonna go to Human City that night. Mm-hmm. Um and part of that is like a tradition to do like well wishing and keeping like good ties with the yeah. with the night court or whatever court nightmares um but we also learned that like more has other intentions like she knows that eris is going to be there and she's like oh we're going to go tonight yeah um and so they start getting ready to go and before they go like Feyre and reese are getting all like hot and bothered yeah um, <laughs> i just kind of like skipped over it because i was like yeah 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 they do like sexy talk uh-huh. um and Feyre's like, you haven't eaten all day. You need to eat. And they're like fussing over each other. And, and she's like, well, you fussed over me so hard, like during my cycle. And so yeah. we need to learn about Fey cycles. But she's like, okay, me. They come <laughs> twice a year and apparently they're really bad. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, for Feyre, they're te- like terrible. She's like in mm-hmm. so much pain. Mm-hmm. And like Reese apparently, like as Chandler was saying, was like taking care of her. And he's like tried to spoon feed her like an invalid, <laughs> she says. And yeah, a lot of this book is just like Reese and Feyre like fawning over each other. Yes. Like just being like, you're, the perfect you're way just to put me. I love you so much. Yeah. Like they're just pinching each other's cheeks. Like, yeah, you're so like, cute. God, I love you. And like, I love that. But, like, maybe I don't need to be a part of that so much. Sure, sure, sure. So they get ready after doing weird stuff, and then they go to Hewn City. Mm-hmm. Um, they meet with Kier, 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 and mm-hmm. Eris, and they're like, happy solstice. And um, during their, like, talks with them, Moore ends up having a flashback to when... I'm just gonna call it. She was like being like ab- like brutally abused. Yeah, when Eris basically dropped her off at the border of Autumn Court when she was like delivered to him. Yeah, and and just really quick, we yeah. this book shifts perspective. So like, oh yes, we are flipping mm-hmm. back and forth. So it goes from Feyre, Cassian, Reese, and Moore. And I think that's it. And then a quick Nesta at the very, very end. Mm-hmm. But like when we're saying like, oh, F- Moore was able to have like a flashback. It's because we're like looking through Moore's eyes in this moment. And we yeah. have like flips back and forth. Yes. So just to like, this book is one of the first ones in the series where we actually get multiple perspectives beyond Feyre like and one chapter of Reese and then mostly yeah. Feyre. So yes. just to, to yeah, put that out. And that it's just really cool to be able to see everybody's thoughts. It's great. And I, at first I was like, oh, like I can, I can like notate like who's head we're in now but then it got like too much i was like oh my god like each chapter is a different person so yeah. like, forget it whatever i'm just like an all-knowing god right now i know everybody's thoughts I know all things <laughs> um and so during this flashback there she hears like a voice someone's like trying to help her mm. do, do you remember this like during during this flashback she keeps hearing this voice who's like but like they're like but we don't how can we leave? like we can't leave her we oh can't yes leave her. there was another like soldier person with eris who was like I, freaking out i I kind of wonder if that was Lucian. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I I don't know. A male voice, foreign and deep, swore. Then they went silent. I didn't even think about that. I just automatically assumed that it was some sort of, like, guard with him. Or maybe it's not Lucian. I just, I, I don't know. I just, kept, because that person kept being so insistent, like, we can't leave her, we can't leave her, um, I thought maybe it would, might come back later. Ah. Uh-huh. As, like, a, oh, this, because we know... 
a lot that like Eris has like some some secrets. Oh yeah, you know, like he's got reasons for why he did things, and the only perspective we're really getting is that he's he a hundred percent bad, right? Between uh-huh. through Moore's lens, and which again he is very bad, but um, I kind of have a feeling that there's like something else going yeah. on, and like maybe we get to learn later like who that voice was, and I thought okay. maybe Lucian because like. Um, I think Lucian is like inherently good and would want to like help somebody. And also he can't outrank Eris. So even if he's yeah. like, we should do this, Eris could be like, no. And he's like, Lucian's got to be like, all right, I guess we can. Yeah. But maybe you're right. Maybe it is just like a guard or another soldier. But no, I'm super, I like that theory. Like, I wonder if it is someone who's like not necessarily a part of the court. Mm hmm. And is another person that Eris knows. And Eris yeah. is trying to, like, this guy's like, we can't just leave her here. And he's like, you're not understanding me The for this to work. Yeah. We have to leave her here. Yeah. You cannot touch her. Yeah. You can't be near her. Yeah. Like, this will not go off if you do anything. We have to get out of here. I like that. Because I just thought yeah. it was, like, some guard that was, like, feeling, like, awkward about, like, we just stabbed I a just, woman in the womb and we're just going to leave her here. I just feel like if it was, like, a guard or a because, like, the Autumn Court is so like brutal um I, I just have a hard time imagining that there would be no, that's a good point a person who would like talk like you know say something against what Eris wants to do like yeah, even bring yeah, it up yeah. or like feel bad because they feel like they're just kind of like i don't know march straight forward and yeah. like do whatever they're told to do no that's like an excellent point that like the autumn court has given us no indication as of yet that anyone steps out of like besides mm-hmm. lucian like mm-hmm. out of that right. that line yeah. and that Eris steps out but in a very like masterful like mm-hmm. manipulative way mm-hmm. but because because in the here he's like no one touches her Eris said the moment we do she's our responsibility which you know now knowing like after reading more of the books and stuff but like he's trying to tell them he's like if we touch her. Yeah. This rule is going to take over and yeah. she's not going to be able to get away and we're yeah. going to have to take care of her. And that's not what she wants. Yeah. And he's, she thinks it's, she's like cold, unfeeling. And he's like, but, but they nailed a, and he goes, no one touches her. And then she realized like they had nailed a spike into her. So I guess Eris wasn't the one who nailed a spike in her. He just left her there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he looks down at her and he goes, uh, she she mentions unmoved and impassive. I take it you do not wish to live here more again. And like she mm. asks, she thinks it like him being like, I take you don't want to live here more again. And mm-hmm. he's like, I take it mm-hmm. you don't want to be here, do you? Mm. And she, I feel like she's like, you know, he must have read it in my eyes. And then he small smile curved his lips. I thought so. He straightens and he turns and he basically like leaves. Um, and the guy, like you said, this, this person goes, we can't just leave her. And he goes, we can. And then he plays this. She seems to think that he's doing this like uh, because that's who he is. But yeah. I think he's playing this. She chose to sell herself. Her family chose to deal with her like garbage. I've already told them my decision. Oh, and he goes, I told them of my decision in this matter. A long pause. And she goes, crueler than the rest. Um, but I don't think he's. I think he's trying to like make her hate him enough to like just leave and get mm. out. And he's like, I am not in the habit of fucking Illyrian leftovers. And I do think Eris is a big fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think oh, he does yeah. not want to like, he's like, well, you fucked Cassian and I don't like him. Right. So like, I'm not with this. Right. But we see a lot of people play this game of yep. being cruel to uh-huh. push people away. Yep. But I just this part, like the first time I read it, I was like, 
fuck you, you dick. Yep. And now this time I was like, ooh, ooh I think this guy wait. is playing an, like, a Some six, long game. Yeah, yeah. six-layer <laughs> deep chess game. And he's like, I'm just gonna move it like this. Hell and this yeah. is to not say that I, I don't think Eris is an upstanding man. Like, no, male, absolutely not. But I do think he is a fascinating character. Yes. That he does have morality. It's mm-hmm. just when he chooses. Right. And he just plays the game nasty. Yeah, he's really good at playing the game. Yeah, like him and recent, I feel like, are the same are two different sides of the same coin. Fantastic point. Yep. Like recent keep- has a, a center that he comes back to mm-hmm. and Eris has no center. Mm. So it's just whatever he personally in the moment feels is morally correct or wrong. Mm-hmm. And he grew up in a court that doesn't really have morals. Yeah. But I think his mom might be the, the base kernel of yes. good in him. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. But yeah, I love. I really, I just want to learn more about Eris. She could give me a novella of Eris, and I eat that shit I, up. <laughs> uh, I really want to know what Eris's deal is. I want an autumnal hamnar, autumnal hamnar, autumnal You know, an autumnal hamnar. One of those. Okay. Anyway, since I went off. No, 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 no. I think. I think. I, I'm fascinated by it, and I, <laughs> I, I, I want to know all the things about Eris. So. um... They learn from Eris. He starts kind of giving them information mm-hmm. um, that people may be considering expanding their borders. And he's like, if I were you, I might look into Tamlin's <laughs> court because he's the one who borders the humans. And like his borders are not being patrolled. <laughs> may or may not be not doing anything. And my daddy may or may not be a big dick. <laughs> yeah. So he's like being like, that's where I would look. Um, and throughout this entire meeting with Kier and Eris more cannot bring herself to say like anything she yeah. keeps being like say something say something you're the truth teller like say something um and she she does not and at the end she just like she's like you coward like she feels yeah. like such a coward with them and I know that that really like eats at her yeah it's the whole deal with Kier for the war and then aligning with Eris I think has really thrown her off her center and like you said she just can't muster anything to fight them mm-hmm. like she normally does yeah. and, her, and the problem is is her dad notices and her dad keeps <clears> looking <throat> at her like smirking yeah and that i think it just keeps hitting her like again and again and again and so yeah she's she struggles really hard and she when they leave she's really disappointed in mm-hmm. herself yeah um so as um is reporting to Reese and probably favor too, like who who is in charge of like spreading all this like fuckery um, in the Lyrian camps, uh, and they again decide not to tell Cassian until after solstice. solstice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we kind of switch into Cassian, and he he's going into a store. I think he's in Illyria. Oh, can I real quick? Yeah, about Az? yeah, yeah. So we get a lot more about Az in this book, as I said earlier. And what I really loved is they were like shadows, different anything from. So Reese is speaking at this point. Shadows different from anything my power summoned spoke to. Born in a lightless, airless prison meant to break him. Instead, he had learned its language. And I forgot that this is how he had his shadow singer abilities. Mm -hmm. Is that he wasn't just born with them. He was locked in a place where he learned to speak to shadows. I know. One, fucking incredible. Yep. Um, And he goes, his shadows weren't connected to the siphons. To the raw killing power most Illyrians possessed in channel through the stones so as has enough power to fill seven (laughs) siphons and he also learned how to speak to shadows i 
I know he's insane. What? I want a book of like how Asriel learned to speak to shadows. Like I want. I swear to God, <laughs> this next book in the series is not about as I'm a. I'm a fight. Yeah. I'm gonna throw some goddamn punches. Yeah. I, I need to know more about this man. I wanna know what he says to them. I wanna know what they say to him. Exactly. Like, I wanna like anthropomorphize his shadows. I want one of them to be like just kinda like, oh hey as like a swat. Oh hey as you're not gonna believe it. I heard something crazy today. <laughs> exactly like you're not gonna believe this crazy information I learned. And he's like, oh, really shadow? And the shadow's like, you go, I'm gonna be so crazy. <laughs> Like you're freak out. Oh my god. That's what I want. I, Desperately. It's I not want, gonna happen. I want wild. you to write <laughs> this story, actually. Done. Never mind. Sarah, because uh, we're on a first name basis, yeah, obviously. Um, don't worry, I got this. You can take a break. <laughs> yeah, I will take over the Asriel I'll write the story. story. Clearly, I can do it really well. Um, and then he also, and this is something that I am mad about in this book, and I'm mad about in other books. Oh. But he learns, he tells. Uh, Reese, that Vasa, the queen, mm-hmm. the human queen that can change into a firebird, mm-hmm. um, she had stayed. That Kochi, Kochi oh, just like let her stay for a while. That is Fucking seems what? like a major like um, what do you call that? Like plot armor. Yeah, you like, know what I mean. Why? Like he is a death god who runs a lake and captures ladies and captures and ladies. is like well known for not letting the ladies go. So like, why is she just allowed to stay? Sarah J. Mass better have some reason for this later on. A good one. Yeah, yeah, a good one, too. Because it just seems very convenient that Vasa is just allowed to not go back. Yes. Yeah, agreed. Super agreed. Okay, thank you. I was like, I just want to complain about this really fast. No, 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 no. Great complaint. Now we are... um, Oh, oh, and... As also says that he doesn't feel comfortable following Lucian around because he's Elaine's mate and he feels that that would be an invasion of <laughs> Elaine's privacy. <laughs> it's really cute. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, like, oh, I really like Elaine. <laughs> like, she's really nice and pretty and stuff, but she's a mate and I don't want to follow him because that's rude and, th- and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, you're so cute. You little broken uh, man. But anywho, we switch to Cassian now. Yes. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for that Asriel like intermission. No problem. <laughs> Um, so Cassian uh, goes into a store and there's a, a woman shopkeeper mm-hmm. there, which is like very strange. They, that's normally not a thing that happens. And um, I'm not really going to say any more than that. And Cassian like buys up the, like all of the winter clothing and asks the shopkeeper to distribute it to those in need. He's like, you would know um, who around here is going to need. Uh-huh. Um, extra winter clothes um and don't tell them it's from me and she's like well why and and he's like well nobody fucking likes me so don't (laughs) tell them it's from me which is like cassian's like do-gooder like soft like really just sweet Mm -hmm. personality um and he's like not gonna take credit for it and emery's like um she's like they don't like me either <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 exactly exactly like, well i think they might like you a bit more than me <laughs> right right and i love at the end he goes because emery he like keeps mentioning like she's a very like surprising female to find yes. in an illyrian war camp yes like she looks him directly in the eye she is very straightforward when she speaks to him uh-huh. and then when he like tells her like um 
He's like, send word if you have any troubles with the delivery. She's like, I'm sure I won't need to. What page are you on, by the way? 80. Okay, thank you. Um, and he goes, I'd see- he'd seen that fire before and ah. the steel. He half wondered what might happen if the two of them ever met, what might come of it. So like, he ah. looks at her and he's like, I have seen women like this because it reminds him of Nesta. Yeah. That this powerful woman who ha- is like low on the totem pole mm-hmm. and yet is like, the way she presents herself to people is like, I will fuck you over. Mm-hmm. Like, don't try me, bitch. Yep. And I just love that he like saw this woman and she's like running her shop and he just loves these kind of women. <laughs> He's like, give you me lo- a lady who's like, you know, a little bit rude. <laughs> Super feisty. <laughs> a little bit rude. Like, not in like a bad way, but just like, no, 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 she's yeah. deaf a little bit rude. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> That's a good point. And he also mentions before, cause he's like constantly thinking about Nesta and he goes, cause Oh, Emery drifted a few feet away and she's like back straight chin up looking at him. And he's like, oh, I know that pose. I've seen Nesta do it before. And then he goes, he goes, he called it Nesta's I will slay my enemies pose. And then it goes, Cassian had named a dozen poses for Nesta. I love that. That is so cute. And I was like, this fucking teddy bear man. And he's like, Nesta does the I don't like you pose. And uh, oh, I'm sweepy pose. And uh, I'll kill my enemies pose. <laughs> so cute. Uh, um, okay. And Poor so Chandler's trying I, to get through this no, plot. And I'm like, no, what about no, this? Oh, what about this? <laughs> no, it is. No. And I appreciate you a lot because you will bring in a lot of quotes. Mm. And I feel like I am quote lacking. <laughs> I'm quote weak. <laughs> and you're quote strong. A plus. <laughs> we balance. Quote weak. Quote strong. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Um, And so we are now back into Feyre. And she um, is like kind of like uh, almost embarrassingly like bringing her supplies into town and she's <laughs> yeah. like i'm gonna go to racina's um she's like hyping herself up she's like a freshman on her first day of college like Absolutely. trying to fucking like hype herself up like yeah. i can go to the club i got I this do the thing. she's like i didn't know whether to bring my supplies or if that would be rude or if i should expect <laughs> them to have them and she's like i don't know so i just brought my supplies and she um she's like i'm gonna go to racina's and then she's like I'm not going to go to Racina's. And she ends up going to the studio, um, Mm. the kind of abandoned, uh, and the person whose studio was, her name was Paulina, I believe. Okay. So Mm -hmm. she goes to Paulina's, um, like boarded up gallery and she, she paints in there, which is something that she has not done in a long time. Like, meaningfully like she did it when she was infiltrating the spring court because she uh-huh. like was like oh look tamlin i'm painting i'm happy again <laughs> but she hasn't done it like in the way that like really meant something to her in forever yes so she just like paints a muck up in there and she ends up painting uh herself as she saw herself in the orboris yes which is that like beastly um, I don't know. Yeah, it's like the the version of her that shows all her sides, like good, bad, jealous, mm-hmm. evil, like rotten, like all of it in one creature. And I have I have a bone to pick with this later on, and we'll get there. Later. Okay, I um I do really like that in this moment though she realizes that like why she paints like painting for her is like yes. a therapy basically. Yes, it allows her to process through emotions, process through her life, um, memories, her feelings for people. Um, and I really like that it hits on this for her, that she's like, this is what I do to keep sane. Yes. She does start putting two and two together. Like, uh-huh. oh, this is how exactly how I process what I've been through. Yeah. Um, and so we're now with Reese and he goes to Spring Court to give Tamlin a little visit. And the estate is like wrecked. It's deadly quiet. Nothing is blooming. It is 
like an atrocity like it's just yeah. it's de- it's the, the estate is depressed yeah um as is tamlin um very obviously and he's like hardly taking care of himself like lucian is supposed to be there he's off like hunting and tamlin's just like brooding around yeah um reese is like oh your borders aren't being enforced tamlin like um can i station i'm gonna station some people here and tamlin just like basically attacks him and is like yeah. I'm not having your the your ilk here. Wh- whatever he calls it. And he's them. like, oh, you're trying to invade and like gain a new territory. And he's just like, he's like, I'm trying no, to fucking help you. Yeah. <laughs> and um Tamlin's like, yeah, my my uh borders aren't being enforced thanks to like your mate. And so they kind of like, you know, bicker about Feyre. And I, I have in here page 93 that like Reese just like rips into him. So mm-hmm. um okay, yeah. So He's, he goes, she survived it, though, survived you, and you still felt the need to humiliate her, belittle her. If you meant to win her back, old friend, that wasn't the wisest route. Tamlin says, get out. And Reese is, I wasn't finished, not even close. You deserve everything that has befallen you. Des- you deserve this pathetic, empty house, your ravaged lands. I don't care if you offered that kernel of life to save me. I don't care if you still love my mate. I don't care that you saved her from Highburn or a thousand enemies before that. The words poured out cold and steady. I hope you live the rest of your miserable life alone here. It's a far more satisfying end than slaughtering you. So he he just is like, I fucking had it. You yeah. treated her like shit. You're being a groveling little yeah. whiny brat. Stop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's like, you deserved everything you fucking got. Dude. Yeah. yeah. You brought all of this on yourself. Yes. And so Tamlin is like, get out. And keeps basically saying, get out, get out. And mm-hmm. kind of um, at the end of that chapter, Reese notes and notices it, he says like it was almost as if like someone was waiting for him to because reese is thinking about like he's like i i just want to rip his throat out uh-huh. and he goes it, it was almost as if tamlin was waiting for someone to do it yeah like, he almost was like baiting reese mm-hmm. to like to like kill him basically like he's he's in such a like sad depressed state that he's like kill me i'm not gonna fight back yeah mm-hmm. almost like I'll, I'll even push you to do it bro yep <laughs> And Reese comes home and he like feels all bummed um, that he like he stooped to what Tamlin wanted. He's embarrassed, to do. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I'm embarrassed that like I did that. Like I should have been the bigger male. And Feyre's like, you're always like the bigger dude. Like you can slip up occasionally. And and oh, I think this comes in later. But uh, Moore was like, well, is Tamlin still alive? And Reese is like, well, yeah. And he's like, well, then you were the bigger male. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have had the wherewithal to have not have killed him. Exactly. They're all like, oh, we would have killed him ages ago. Right. And so you're good. Mm-hmm. And then Reese, to like, I don't know, make himself feel better, goes and buys a whole jewelry store for Amarin. For oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. And kind of while this is happening, I, I love love this scene Mm -hmm. favorite and cassian are at the townhouse and they are drunkenly decorating for solstice they're just like putting shit up but it's like falling down nothing (laughs) looks good and they're just like laughing and having a good time and asriel shows up and he and he's just like this is not this looks awful and so he's like picking up the pieces after them and like trying to put things up nicely he's and like they're meticulously trying to make it look pretty with all these like boughs of like holly and, and stuff. they're just drunk and not caring at all and they're like as you like 
you're you're just a mother hen like we just yeah like they're like and he's like you guys fucking did this on purpose like you guys got drunk because you knew i wasn't gonna be able to handle this and cassian when farah and him are like fucking around he goes how many good bottles does little reese have left yeah like they're all him and farah are just being like total fucking menaces and so you know Everyone starts kind of showing up to the townhouse. It's getting like really cramped, but there's a bunch of people there. And that's another thing that drives me nuts. They keep uh-huh. talking about how small the townhouse is in this book. Yeah. Our townhouse is too tiny for how big our family is. <laughs> Jesus yes. fucking Christ. <laughs> I, I agree. It is like, oh, poor you. Um, and so Amron shows up and <laughs> she's like wearing like some white coat or something. And Cassian <laughs> just looks at her and calls her an angry snowball. Yes. And I was, this tickled me so hard. It's so funny. It's so funny. Um, she's this like sharp, angry, like intense woman who mm-hmm. is like maybe five feet tall <laughs> and is just covered in this like white poofy coat uh-huh. enough where you only see her angry little face. <laughs> He's like, oh look, it's the angry snowball. Oh, it's so good. So cute. Um, and so uh, we kind of get a little bit about Elaine. Um, she's kind of slowly recovering. She's slowly coming back to life. She's spending a lot of time with Nuala and Serdwin, um, and they're doing like a lot of cooking. And Elaine is just like the the like sweetest little like kind of homemaker almost, yes. like cooking and gardening. Yeah, and she loves the home. Ex- yes, and. Um, she's also like from talking with Pharaoh, uh, very bitter at the way Nesta has been acting. Um, yeah. and Pharaoh has kind of asked her about what Nesta has said to her. And she's really upset because Nesta told her that she doesn't want to go to solstice. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh i have apparently a quote from page 105 asriel is helping elaine with the food and apparently it's a cute uh thing so what let's see um but i strode to my seat nestled between amor and moore in time to see elaine say to asriel hello as said nothing no he just moved toward her uh, more tensed beside me but asriel only took elaine's heavy dish of potatoes from her hands his voice soft as <laughs> night as he said sit i'll take care of it yeah and elaine's hands remained in midair as if the <laughs> ghost of the dish remained between them yes i just their interactions are just so sweet and cute it gives me cute aggression yes almost it's just like <laughs> throw it against the wall mm-hmm. and um like she goes to go grab more food and like they try to eat and um Azrael is like don't wait until everyone is oh, seated yeah he has and this Cassian moment is like the fuck uh-huh. because we never do and as was like all pissed and then um she mentions to him she's like none of us bother to wait for everyone to sit least of all Cassian and she's like yeah as his stuff can like strike at odd times mm-hmm. and i was like oh as loves broken women like he mm-hmm. that's his shit because he's in loves more and more is like mm-hmm. has a lot of trauma and broken um but he likes broken women with that are like like flowery and airy and yeah. uplifting yeah um but i just i really i i like that but i have a bone to pick with elaine oh, and oh i have a bone to pick to with elaine for a while okay that she's she's upset that, that nesta doesn't want to be here tonight yeah and she's like if it's she doesn't want to be here it's more trouble than it's worth and so she's really pissed and then she goes um you know Farah is talking about how like nesta hasn't been around at all she doesn't accept invitations um she's like but nesta is still part of this family and elaine snaps and she's like is she she doesn't act like it and the thing that pisses me off is that then as they're going, she's like asks Elaine if she's all right, 
And then Elaine turns to her and with this smile that lights up her face and she goes, why wouldn't I be all right? And then Feyre is like, I've seen those smiles. They were on my own damn face. Yeah. And what makes me so mad is that Elaine and Elaine got to fall apart for an entire book. Yeah. Got to do nothing, eat nothing, do nothing. Mm -hmm. And they all like loved and cared and took care of her. And she was like, oh, great. Mm -hmm. And then now when Elaine is feeling like, quote unquote better yeah which she's not at all mm-hmm. she like clearly shows multiple times yeah that like she is not at all okay she's just very good at pretending that everything is fine mm-hmm. and that and yet she has the gall to be a dick to nesta, to nesta. and like maybe i yeah. just love and i i identify with nesta a lot mm-hmm. but it just makes me really like frustrated that i'm like everyone gets to like baby elaine right but when nesta is clearly point blank showing the severity of her trauma yeah they're all like she's a bitch why won't she come hang out with us i think part of it is that like lord elaine is so used to getting whatever she wants from nesta that you know what i mean because she's always been nesta's favorite always and nesta has always protected her been there for her like she's babied elaine like she's been like almost like like a second mom i would argue to elaine and now that so true and now that she's not elaine is elaine can't handle it she's like fuck that yeah and and she's never had nesta be mean to her yep and i'm not i'm not saying it's a good quality but i'm i think that's part of it is that she's not used to having nesta not be her yeah not be her like um like her foundation like yeah and always doing what she wants yep that like i need nesta here so nesta will be here and nesta right now is like i can't fucking do anything for anybody so fuck off yeah leave me alone elaine is just like well then i fucking hate you yeah just i don't know it just bothers it bothers me about Elaine. Yep. I, I did find that a little off-putting for and sure. On page 109, it's a long quote, but she's like, Elaine starts asking, like, how did Amarin get out of her skin? Like, yeah. her, like how did she bind herself and how did uh-huh. she do all this and this and this? And then Amarin fucking picks up on it and she goes, are you asking out of curiosity for my past or for your own future? Mm-hmm. And Elaine, like, brows her furrows her brows and she goes what do you mean and Amron's like there's no going back to being human girl mm-hmm. and then elaine like blushes and she goes i don't know what you're talking about and yet everyone's like elaine is doing great she's adjusting fantastically mm-hmm. are you kidding me <laughs> like this is something that for like all of them having so much trauma mm-hmm. they do not recognize it in other people well at all like mm-hmm. the second someone like puts a good face on they're all like yeah or Neat. like or like fair even notices that elaine's smile was like fake but she doesn't, she doesn't do anything she doesn't about do it. anything about it yeah. yeah and yeah it just i it frustrates the hell out of me <laughs> yes yes um and i also have as like a little tidbit during that this kind of like same time frame that like when they're eating the food amarin is talking about like getting used to eating food and it's like <laughs> unpleasant results of it and i just thought that whole bit was hilarious she's like so they're like good. you don't know how to pee amarin yes and she's all like well it's just really inconvenient that i have to think about these things now wherever i go there has to be a bathroom and they're just like welcome to fucking mortal life amarin and then she's like i didn't realize at first like how to pee and not pee on myself and it's just <laughs> fucking amazing and then yeah cassian and uh, Amarin are getting into it. Um, and Cassian goes, pick on someone your own size. Cassian says to Amarin, showing her <laughs> shoveling roast chicken in his mouth. And she goes, and then As goes, I feel bad for the mice. <laughs> Amarin is so tiny. Yep. And like everyone is laughing. And then um, <laughs> Azrael blushes. And he blushes like, this is like the 15th time he's blushed. He's like, 
Ooh. Yep. He's like, I said something funny. But yeah, so they're they're all like hanging out, but they clearly do not have Nesta with them. Yes. So that brings us to um, Reese and Feyre go to like find Nesta. Mm-hmm. And they end up finding her in what is like the seediest of bars in Valaris. And she's playing cards with random dudes and it's all like dark and dank. Um, and Feyre and her essentially just fight over going to Solstice. And mm-hmm. it kind of ends with Feyre saying... Um, she's not gonna pay her rent unless she comes. She just shows up. She kind of like uh, what's that called? A uh, ultimatum. Yes, kind of like an ultimatum. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm not gonna pay your rent unless you come. Yeah. And um, Moore and Reese uh, discuss like when Kier is coming to Valaris, and Moore is kind of like accepted it in in a you know as much as she can, mm-hmm. and she kind of like kind of forgives Reese. She's like, I understand it had to happen. I just wish it was handled better. And Reese is like, yeah, I wish, I wish I'd done that differently. Um, but he's like, you know that we're putting things in place for when he comes and Cassian and Azrael would never like, I don't know what he says about them, but like that they're going to like handle it or like, yeah, they're, they're like, his personal guards for cure. Yep. Yep. And that he's like, Eris has actually bought you time. Like Eris has done yes. something like given some bargain to cure and cure is now all like fixated on Eris. And so mm-hmm. he doesn't want to come. He doesn't, hasn't asked to come yet. Cause he's like, well, I don't need to fuck with my daughter because I've got something else to do. Exactly. Um, and Reese, um, tells, more that he needs her to go to all the other courts and basically like aid in like the treaty negotiations like she's like best suited for it out of all of them yeah and going to the courts on the continent so like Valhalla yes um and more kind of struggles with this a little bit because she doesn't want it to feel like she's hiding from her father mm-hmm. she's like well is it gonna seem like I'm just like running away from things yeah. and um, I don't think at this point she really like gives a decision whether or not she's going to do it. She's just kind of like contemplating about whether it's going to look bad for her. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, she doesn't want it to be seen like she's running away. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then we cut to Feyre and Elaine and they're shopping for Solstice now. And oh my gosh, more shopping. Yeah. I kind of like glaze over this part, but Feyre ends up buying a tapestry that is like a void black that has like this shimmer in it. And it, the, the shopkeeper, um, weaved it during a time that she felt like extreme grief when her husband had died. Mm-hmm. Um, the void black was like her grief. And then she weaved in this like shimmering, um, I don't know if it was gold or silver or something yeah, to kind of for hope. Yeah. To represent hope. And mm-hmm. Farah like feels that that's like so beautiful. Yeah. And I think she like even asked the shopkeeper, like how, like, how did you do that? Like, how did you, like, how are you able to create mm-hmm. when you're in such a grieving state? And the shopkeeper's like, well, I just, like, I have to, like, it just, yeah, you have to do it. And she also mentions that she doesn't have anything left of her like mate. Yeah. Like she has nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, that he died, they don't have children, they don't have anything. So, like, the only thing she could do was make this tapestry to represent him and Mm -hmm. their loss, but the hope of her moving on afterwards. Exactly. So, Feyre buys that, and that comes back a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Um, But then Feyre, like, just kind of, I think that kind of, like, motivates her, and she feels, again, the need to paint. So, she, again, goes back to the studio, and she's painting again. Racina, like, 
randomly shows up mm-hmm. and she like again encourages Feyre like to buy the place yeah and she's like here's where Paulina's family is like I know that they'd be like more than happy to sell it to you and Feyre is like super embarrassed yeah. and declines and she like kind of like she like runs away she like grabs her <laughs> things and like rushes out of there and like oh she like runs into Reese who's like just magically like right outside the door and he's like well if you need a place to paint like we can buy you a studio. We can find some place for you. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, it's all good. Like, I'm fine. I don't, yeah, don't look at me. Pretty much. Um, and I think, yeah, that was most of kind of like that little section. Did you want to add to that? Yeah. So okay. she goes and finds Amarin a little bit later. Yes. And she's in Amarin's apartment. And Amarin is doing a puzzle. I, and apparently Amarin, this is what Amarin does all the time I'm now. I'm obsessed with the fact that Amarin does puzzles because she was like, well, the book was like a puzzle. And now that I don't have that, I kind of just don't have anything to do. And she's like, all these like 1,000 piece puzzles are like way too easy for me. And she's currently doing a 5,000 piece puzzle. And Feyre tries to help. And like Amarin like slaps her hand away. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, Varian just kind of buys me a bunch of like uh, puzzles. He like finds mm-hmm. me harder and harder puzzles. And her and Varian are like, very much in love like Amarin love is it. like this brimstone old god fire thing mm-hmm. and yet she found Varian and she's like I love you yep and Varian somehow is able to like get her to not be as much of Amarin as Amarin uh-huh. is and he like uh, he like understands that Amarin's love language is like gifts yes like and receiving like jewels so he is like constantly dumping like shit at her yeah he uh, he <laughs> very much understands this and so like when Feyre is there meeting with Amran, he's out buying her presents she, she's like oh where's Varian and, and Amran's like oh he's out buying me more presents yeah, you know like, he knows he knows what I like um, uh, and then Ness uh, Feyre tries to because she knows that Amran and Nesta are yeah. really close yeah. and she's like trying to talk to her about like how Nesta doesn't want to come to the solstice and Amran goes I like your sister and then they go one of the few Amarin lifted her eyes as if I said the words aloud I like her because so few do I like her because she is not easy to be around or to understand fair goes but and Amarin goes but nothing um because I like her I am not inclined to gossip about her current state and fair goes I'm not gossip it's not gossip I'm concerned we all were she is starting down a path that and Amarin goes I will not betray her confidence Mm -hmm. and I really appreciate this part because I'm like there's so much that shows that Feyre is terrified of Nesta Mm -hmm. she can't like she's like one of the only people she can't stand up to Mm -hmm. and she always is backing down and I just am like you're not a child anymore Mm -hmm. Feyre like Stand up to your sister. Like, yeah. actually go and fucking talk to her. Stop being so scared of her. Mm-hmm. Like, Amarin is the one that, like, fucking fights back with, like, Nesta. And you can see with Nesta, she likes people who tend to, like, push back at her. Right. She likes Cassian because Cassian doesn't bow before her. Mm-hmm. Like, Amarin doesn't bow before her. Mm-hmm. She likes, like, and I just was like, I really appreciated that Amarin is, like, Stop trying to fucking gossip about her and coming to me about this. And I also liked that, like, Feyre, as, like, a high lady, could demand anything. Mm-hmm. And Amron's like, I will not give you this. Yes. I will not give you this. This is where Good I draw point. my boundary. Even though you're my high lady, like, you cannot make me tell you anything about Nesta. Yes. Yeah. Such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. 
Um, so then I have next that Solstice Morning arrives. It's basically like a beautiful white Christmas. It's also Feyre's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, Reese gives her lots of gifts in bed and they canoodle and um, she like paints him in the nude and yeah, that's fun. Um, <laughs> anyways, so I kind of just like laze on over that part uh, and then the boys go off or the males go off for like an unexplained <laughs> tradition. They're just like, we got to go. Bye. And she's like, yes. all right, see you later. I guess mm-hmm. while they're gone uh, Lucian comes to the house and he gifts Feyre and Elaine some presents mm-hmm. um, he tells them that he's staying with Drian and Vasa in the human lands and Feyre gets like real weird about it it's like almost like jealousy yeah he's like I'm living with them and she goes you could live here and he goes I don't need your charity and she's like but Jurian and Vasa's is fine. And he goes, you're surprised to see how the three of us get along. Oh, he's like, you'd be surprised. And she goes, friends, I realized. They had somehow become friends. And she's like, so you'd rather stay with them? And she's like, it seems like you defi- decided to fall in with two people without homes of their own as well. Yes. And yes. And also, why are you talking down to people who don't have homes? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's kind of... For someone who, like, was... Didn't have a home. Yeah. And for all of your friends having come together because you have similar circumstances. Yeah. She, yeah, favor in this book is real unappealing. And he... Then Lucian is, like, super mad at her. Oh, yeah. he's like, they're my friends. Like, I can actually feel like I'm there and I do, I'm not taking charity from fucking people. He's like, mm-hmm. I took charity from my dad in Autumn Court because I'm the last son. I took charity from fucking Tamlin because yeah. he took me in. I took charity from Reese when Tamlin... Hamlin kicked me out. And these are the first people that are not letting me live with them out of charity. They right. actually like me as a person. Right. And Reese and Farah is fucking going at him for it. Oh, yeah. She's 10 feet up his ass. And then Lucian <laughs> looks at her and he goes, you know what? You can be as much of an asshole as that maid of yours. And I fucking mm. loved that. Because she, that's why Reese and Farah get along, mm-hmm. is they are the same kind of person. And I just loved that he called her on it. Yep. He's like, you're being a flaming asshole right now. Yeah. And then he, like, storms out on her. Before he leaves, um, let's see. Um, Oh, uh, Lucian says that, like, Tamlin doesn't want him there. um, And that whatever Reese said to Tamlin when he was there, like, really sent him through it. And Lucian's like, your mate should have known better than to kick it down male. Um, and he, he tells her like, you're going to need Tamlin before this is over. So yeah. don't, don't fucking burn that bridge. Yes. Um, and, uh, so then, yes, so then Lucian leaves and more, uh, wakes up and realizes Feyre like, doesn't know where the boys went. Um, oh, and bef- oh, before okay. this, mm-hmm. um, she goes to talk to Elaine. Feyre goes to talk to Elaine in the kitchen because Elaine is kick- cooking. And she, like, tells him, like, oh, Lucian, like, like gave you a present. And Elaine- Elaine's like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. And then Feyre's a bitch to Elaine. Oh, yeah. And she's like, Lucian's yeah, yeah, yeah. a good male. And yeah. Elaine's like, fucking great. What does that mean to me? What like, do I owe him? I yeah. don't owe him anything. He fucking helped take me away from my home. I, yeah. I don't love him. I don't like him. I owe him nothing. Yep. And Feyre, again, is 10 feet up her butt about it yep and then more has to come in and goes let him figure it out let her figure it out let him deal with his stuff let them be who they want to be Mm -hmm. let them figure it out like we let you figure your stuff out like don't force this on there and then more to like kind of soothe Mm Feyre in this moment is like do you not know where the boys are yes 
So she winnows them to the cabin, <laughs> one of Reese's many estates, um, and uh, they're having a snowball fight. So cute! Which I think is wonderful, and they, like, have a running tally of who's won ever since <laughs> they, they, they were, like, children, they've done this. Um, and th- uh, so eventually they all get back to the, t- I think to the townhouse. Maybe this is at the cabin still, but um, apparently the Illyrians also have, uh, well, they also have an Illyrian tradition where they all like sit together nude in a hot place which is just a sauna yeah mm-hmm. i was like she's literally saying all the things that describe a sauna without saying the word sauna in here i'm like cool so all the dudes um go to a sauna uh-huh. and then Feyre um gets reese kicked out for like basically sending him nudes through her like telepathic yes. <laughs> she pokes yeah she pings him a bunch of nudes he gets a boner and, and then, then he gets Cass kicked out kick him out <laughs> which is also like just cute yeah it's just funny um, and so uh, everyone like surprises Feyre to like celebrate her birthday. They're like, mm. y- you know, we wouldn't have forgotten. You thought we you wanted us to, but we didn't forget. And so um, there's a cake that's made by Elaine and Nuala and Saradwin, and it's got like tears. The um, what is it? The top tier is like flowers. Obviously, it's Elaine painted like how Feyre did their her dresser, tr- her dress, their dresser in the hovel house. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> middle tier is uh, flames, and then the bottom tier is stars. And Elaine like you're on the bottom because you're the foundation that holds us up Vera and it's like all cheesy and cute um (laughs) so they all um open up presents and I'm not going to get into who got what because that's just a lot it doesn't matter um and then Nesta shows up kind of in the middle of all this Mm -hmm. and it gets real awkward real fast and everyone like tries to pretend like they're having conversation as usual just like kind of you know, beating around the bush that, like, Nesta just kind of randomly showed up. And, and Cassian is just kind of, like, standing in a corner, like, pretending he doesn't see her. And he's just like, Haha. Play cool, play cool. <laughs> um, I have here, she and Amarin, like, had a moment. So I want to read this. Is um, it page 181? Yes. I also ah! highlighted the same thing. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay, so Elaine is, like, about to lead uh, Nesta to, like, the liquor cabinet. And Amran goes, don't take her to the wine. Take her to the food. Amran called to Elaine from her perch on the armchair <laughs> as she slid the pearl earrings as had given to her into her lobes. I can see her bony ass even through that dress. Nesta halted halfway across the room, spine stiff. Cassian went still as death. Elaine paused beside our sister, that plastered on smile faltering. I can just see like her like <laughs> little fi- smile being like, ah, like quivering um amarin just smirked at nesta happy solstice girl nesta stared at amarin until a ghost of a smile curved her lips pretty earrings uh i felt more than saw the room relax slightly and i was just like i love it i love it like they just have this like little bond and amarin can like fuck around with Nesta and be like, I can see your bony ass. And everyone's like, oh shit, what's Nesta going to say? Like, is mm-hmm. she going to like snap back at her? And she just goes, pretty earrings. I love that. Cause I wrote, I wrote that as well that I was like, Nesta feels like no one will fight her. Mm-hmm. And so when she finds people that will fight her, she like loves them dearly. Yeah. Because like, she likes that very blunt, straightforward yes. kind of like, um, 
almost a social faux pas way of speaking. Like yeah. you don't hide anything. You're mm-hmm. just speaking. Mm-hmm. And she reacts to that well. And everyone's like, oh my God, is she going to lose it? And they yeah. never seem to piece together that she loses <laughs> it when you try to tell her what to do yeah. and pretend everything is fucking fine. Yes. Or like baby her mm-hmm. or something. She doesn't like that. And no one seems to pick up on it except for Amarin, who's like, fuck you, girl. And Nesta's like, like, hey, fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> um, and so Elaine gifts Nesta some, some books. Uh-huh. Um, because she knows that Nesta likes reading her smut. And they all suck because Elaine is the only person to get her true. present. Absolutely Besides true. Besides Cassian. Yep. Absolutely true. Um, so they- yeah, you're wondering why Nesta doesn't want to be around you. It's because you don't actually care about her yes. or want her around besides how it makes or, y'all or feel. Or they just like assume that she wouldn't want gifts and or I anything. Just, uh, that makes me mad. Like, mm. anyway. I hear that. Um, and so they continue to open their gifts and... I say, I say, have hit your, um, Pharaoh weirdly gives Reese the painting of her in like her beast, her beast mode is <laughs> yes. what I put, which is her in the Ouroboros. I'm like, what a fucking weird, like, here's this like really awful painting of myself of all the things that are like awful about me. Happy solstice. Like, <laughs> I know. It's just, and the fact that Reese is like, <gasps> it's beautiful. Thank you. Like, I love you in all your facets. And like, I, it's supposed to be this like cheesy, whatever yeah. moment, but I'm just like, like it just feels weird um it's also kind of like well no shit he's gonna like he's your mate yeah and like you've already proven to each other that you like love each other through anything like why do you gotta like yeah why do you gotta give him this weird driving this point home that we're like we get it they love each other yeah and then um elaine gifts to Azriel like a headache potion and at first everyone's like really confused and she's like well it's because you rub your temples all the time because everyone gives you such bad headaches and he busts up laughing like Azriel does not give like such a hearty laugh very often no. and he is like busting up and everyone is just like so giddy mm-hmm. over this gift that Elaine got for him and it's so quirky and funny and he's like thank you this will be invaluable. <laughs> oh, so good. And then um, Feyre, at the end of the night, gives Nesta her, like, super hefty check. It's, like, way more than she actually needs. Um, and this is when, like, well, Nesta, like, basically snatches it in and goes on her way. And Cassian, like, storms out after her. This, yeah, this part, like, because Feyre even notices that Nesta's spine stiffens. Not the words, but at Elaine laughing with them with us. As if Nesta were looking at us through some sort of window. As if she were still standing out in the front yard watching us in the house. So, like, Feyre even notices. And I get why she did it. Because, like, Feyre doesn't know how to handle Nesta. But I just was like, she showed up. You shouldn't have given in to her and given her the check. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that Feyre, like constantly expects Nesta the worst out of Nesta and then gives in to Nesta when she does that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. It just, it really, it bummed me out. I was Mm -hmm. like, you could have not given her the check and I bet you anything, Nesta wouldn't have said anything about it Mm -hmm. because it wasn't about the check for her coming. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just kind of bummed me. Even the first time I read it, it bummed me out Mm -hmm. that I was like, you shouldn't have given her the money. Or it should have been done differently. Like, yeah, that not you, just, like, hand her a check. Like, like right as she's leaving. Like, yeah. Like, here's your money. Yeah. Thanks for showing up. Like, I bribed you to come. Yeah. Yeah. And because, like, yeah, that she, because Nesta's lips tightened. She's, like, as promised. And, like, she's, like, because yeah. I just felt, yeah, it just kind of bums me out. But, yeah, Cassian it is, like, f- I've had enough. And he, like, picks up Feyre and moves her out of the way <laughs> and then storms out after Nesta. Mm-hmm. And Nesta very clearly wants, like, nothing to do with him. And Cassian's mm-hmm. like, I just want to, I'm just want to walk you home. That's all I'm going to do. Um, she's super cold towards him. And he, like, he, like, very obviously, like, desperately wants to, like, see her well again. Like, he mm-hmm. can tell that she's just, like 
not how she used to be and she's really struggling and um he wants her to like not be an alcoholic um mm. and he's talks about how she like sleeps around with other males and he's like i'm totally not jealous and like you're fucking jealous <laughs> um and she eventually tells him she doesn't want to be a part of their happy little circle. Um, and she like leaves him outside in the cold mm-hmm. and she can't light a fire because the noise, it reminds her too much of her own father's neck snapping. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's very clearly like very traumatized. Yeah. And she's, she get, gets home and she notes that like Cassian followed her in the sky until she got home. And then she's like, I tried to feel something like I tried to feel shame. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but literally nothing comes. It's just this roaring silence yeah. in my head. Just this pure depth of pain, just screaming through her. Yeah. Um, and uh, is it at this, is it at this point that like Cassian, like, eventually goes home and like throws what his gift for her like in the cedra yeah he pretty much like he turns around when she leaves him and hucks it into the water i really want to know what that gift was me too i wonder if we'll get to learn that and i don't remember if the fifth the next one says it Mm, i don't i can't remember i don't i don't know either i don't remember but i do really want to know what was i'm like what was the gift because i feel like (laughs) if it was like for nesta it had to be like something that he thought that she was really gonna yeah like like, what would it what is it yeah um, okay, so clearly Nesta is, like, up Shit's Creek, and Cassian's mm-hmm. really upset about it, too. Um, we get back to Reese and Feyre, and Reese takes Feyre to the cabin for promised sexy time. Uh-huh. And Feyre has the tattoos on her... She, she asks him to change the tattoos on her hand, and she gets the, instead of the eye, the uh, night court insignia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, like, the mountains with the stars. Yes. And um, I'm going to glaze over their sexy time. And Feyre- one, one thing real quick. He like tells her that all of her gowns were made by his oh, mom. Oh, that was for his a- future wife. Yeah. And he's like, the problem I have with this was like, he goes, you never figured it out. In, in Like in, how, how? Yeah. How would she have been like, feel the fact? Mm, mm, oh, <laughs> Reese's mommy made it. Mm-hmm. Reese's mommy made it. And it, it was a weird time to bring that up. Yeah, so fucking weird. Yeah. It's just like, my, I, mom, my mom made that for you. It felt kind of irrelevant, but... Yeah, I just wanted to mention, because I was like, that's so fucking stupid. Yes, it is. And then, um, they're also... There's, they continue to do sexy time, and Farrah also thinks it's a really good time to show him another gift of hers. And so she, like, sends down the bond, um, like, the image, which is, like, her desire for a child and, like, a family, like while they're having sex and i'm like yeah. <laughs> that is so unsexy like i understand that like he basically just turns up and goes put a baby in me <laughs> yeah and reese is like oh are you sure and she's like yes i'm sure um and yeah that was just i that if i have like the biggest qualm <laughs> for me in this book is that during sex that she's like yeah it's not even like put a baby she's like i want a family like which is i feel like should be like a more like like non-sensual thing you know what i mean (laughs) like it it just uh, it it, it wrote the wrong way um and then i wrote they had space sex like (laughs) reese is really excited about this and then they have space sex (laughs) yep yep and then reese takes her to her other solstice present when she's like i haven't had you gave me so many presents there's another one and (laughs) he has bought them an estate yeah. An entire goddamn estate. Um, mm-hmm. So on page 209, um, let's see. 
He he tells her, um, build a house with a painting studio. Build a house with an office for you and one for me. Build a house with a bathtub big enough for two and for wings. Um, build a house with rooms for all of our family. Build a house with a garden for Elaine, a training ring for the Illyrian babies, a, la- uh, a library for Amarin, and an enormous dressing room for more. Build a house with a nursery, Farah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was, it was really sweet how, yeah. how he was like, it's what you want. Like, what do you like, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And we we're including everyone. Everyone gets a place to be here because the townhouse is too small. <laughs> too little. Um, so I do think it's a very, very sweet sentiment. It yes. just is like very like overboard, but it's just extremely cheesy, but it is a extremely wonderful cheesy. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so after this sweet little, uh, solstice present giving, Reese ends up going back to see Tamlin, who is incredibly broken. Um, and Tamlin starts asking if she, Feyre, um, Mm -hmm. and Reese will, like, ever forgive him. Like, he's, I think he's, like, kind of had time to, like, think on what he's done, how much damage he really did to her. And, um, Reese pretty much is just, like, well, just eat Tamlin. He like he 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 doesn't really give him any um, indication that like he is going to be forgiven, but he's like, but we need you around and we need you alive and we need you well. So like, mm-hmm. take care of yourself, Tamlin. Yeah. Uh, did you want to add anything to that? No, just kind of like I can't I can't tell you like that. Reese is like I can't yes. tell you that. Yeah, that's not up for me. It's up to, to her. Mm-hmm. But like, you can't just fucking fall apart. And. Reese has gone so far as to um, have Tarquin soldiers come protect Tamlin's borders because he he knows that Tamlin like does not want mm-hmm, any of mm-hmm. Reese's soldiers there. So he's like, I've gotten Tam or excuse me, Tarquin yeah. to station his his soldiers here, like as kind of like a happy medium yeah, between the point. two. Yeah. Um. So. Um. Oh, and then we get kind of like a what feels to me random scene where more is at her private estate. Yeah, that nobody knows she no, has. Nobody knows she has. It's called Athelwood. It's this, like, gorgeous, like, sprawling, I envision, like, hillscape, kind of. Yeah, I like, those picture, like, those movies that show, like, um, horse, like, yeah. uh, breeding and, like, horse farms. Yes. Like, not, like, a farm farm, but, like, I can't remember what those horse places are called. I don't know, like a ranch almost? Yeah, but just like sprawling in the hills. It's Mm. stunning. Like horses are like running out and about. And And she's on a horse that she really likes. She has her favorite mare. It's like either Alaya or Elia. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and she, um, excuse me, is riding this horse kind of into the forest. And then like some weird spooky like... Yes. Darkness so in, is watching her. In the very beginning of the book, they mentioned they have lost Brayaxis, the, oh. the demon of the fear itself demon. They have lost that Brayaxis. They do not know where it went. And then she oh. is sitting there, like, looking at her estate, being like, I'm going to take on the job in Valhalla, and, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to do this. And then all of a sudden, she's sitting there, and she's like, oh, there's this, like, mass of darkness that is watching her from the thorns. And I don't know if this is Brayaxis, but, like, they keep, it's a great theory. But, like, th- there's this little, like, mass of, like... But it also doesn't want to, like, hurt her. No, it just sits there and it's like... <laughs> it's like, I'm dark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a spooky little smished. And she's like, yeah, this is creepy. And so she just was like, I'm gonna go home now. <laughs> yeah, so she rides her mare back home. And she kind of, like... Um, 
I don't know if she says this or I just gleaned this from the book, but it's like riding her horses is like, is very much a therapy for her. Uh Like she comes here to have like a bit of a, like a release, uh, like a, like a meditation almost with her horses. Yeah. The horses allow her to like feel the passing of like time. Cause Mm -hmm. she's like, when I travel and I winnow, like I'm just there. That's right. Yep. But like when I get to ride a horse, like I get to see everything pass by me. Mm -hmm. I get to like actually experience experience the the movement from place to place. Mm -hmm. And that's, as Chandler said, is very therapeutic to more. Yep. And then kind of the last part of this book, um, so Feyre has been gifted the studio by Paulina's family, and mm-hmm. she is, like, speechless. Yeah, she's they wouldn't like, accept her money. Yeah, she's, like, talking to Racine, and she's like, they they wouldn't, I couldn't, I tried, but uh-huh. they, she's, like, stumbling over her woods. She's just awestruck. Yeah. Um, and so the two of them kind of decide to start a business together where they uh, are going to host classes that are free for children to learn how to paint and do other kind of forms of artwork um, to help them like express their, their own grief or their, just their feelings. Yeah. Um, Because Feyre has, like you said earlier, realized how much painting allows her to process that she wants to share this gift with others Mm -hmm. for free. Um, And so they, they start accepting, um, children yeah and to like basically do art and it's really cute it's so cute and there's one kid that makes like a big old paint bubble and then it explodes <laughs> and it covers all of them with paint <laughs> yeah and reese is like oh uh you know like god help their parents <laughs> or that kid's parents right <laughs> totally and that's that's, that's pretty much the end that's where the book ends yeah yeah so um Let's talk about overall thoughts and feelings and stuff. Yeah. Um, I have, real quick, yeah. this book out of all of them has the most, like, gross, like, cheesy descriptions of, like, them being into each other. Reese and Feyre? Yeah. Yes. Just, and it just was, like, I can't handle this kind of description. Like, I get it, it's probably, like, her trying, like, Sarah J. Mass trying to, like, switch up the language and stuff. But, like, on page 53, she goes, he traced the seam of my backside with one long lazy stroke. The fact that she calls it a seam? <laughs> nope. Yeah, it like, is kind of I weird. get it. Like, there's no good way to say butt crack. Like, I understand. <laughs> but, like, maybe don't we don't talk about it then. Like, if we can't find a good way to say it maybe we just move on (laughs) i totally thought it was uh her back like her spine it's her ass oh he literally runs his finger up (laughs) her butt crack okay yeah never mind (laughs) i don't like it then i was like fucking you um then on page 203 it's like right before like right when they're having space sex this part was like full of like ew um, page 203, um, she goes, I clenched my teeth panting through my nose. Ugh. Just like, <laughs> I was like, ew, I just, I don't know. I just disgusted me. And then on page 205, she goes, and all while he moved in me relentless and driving as the sea. And my only response was, um, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. N- like neat. <laughs> I, I definitely just kind of like skipped over a lot of their like cheesy, either like sex scenes or, um, them being just like in general cheesy with each other. I was like, yeah. Eh. <laughs> I, I wanted people to also experience the grossness <laughs> of those two. Well, we experienced it with you. <laughs> um, but I guess I've, like, I, I find this book solidly meh. Like, mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I don't really feel, like, after this read-through, if I read the series again, I'm not going to read this one it. again. I don't really need it. Um, I love the different perspectives. So, like, the things that I like, I like the different perspectives and getting to see more of people's actual personalities. Mm-hmm. Like, as opposed to their intelligence and their maneuvering. Like, mm-hmm. this is more, like, who they are as people. And I do really enjoy that. Um, the things I dislike. I really dislike how bitchy and whiny Feyre is in this one. Mm-hmm. Um 
she just feels almost like a slightly different character than who she was before. Yes. And yeah. She, yeah. She's constantly whining about things that feel like, why are you whining about this? Or like, why are you 10 feet up this person's like butt for this? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get it. Um, I don't like how this book is like simultaneously like so honey sweet, but also severely like letting traumatized people down. Mm. Like they're just all focused like Farah and I think it's kind of rude almost like how Farah's like, oh, I'm so happy. Like all my people that I love are fine. Yeah. And then she's like, why can't Nesta be fine? Yeah. Like why doesn't Nesta want to be a part of this family? It's like, cause she doesn't know you people. Yeah. And the whole time that she's known you only like fucking horrible shit has happened to right. her. It's like really like just the fact that like Farah went through so much and she can't give other people the time of day. Mm-hmm. Reese has gone through so much, can't give people the time of day. Mm-hmm. Like, Lucian and Nesta, like, really need someone. And they're just like, why can't you just be happy with our family? Right. And it's like, because you aren't their, like, yeah, you're her, her blood sister, but, like, you aren't really her their family. Like, no one's really trying to have any kind of bond with her because they're all scared of her. Yeah, and, like, Lucian, like... you fucked Lucian over more times than we can count. And yet you're like, why don't you want to be around me all the time? That's a good point. Yeah. Like, come on. And so that felt very frustrating to me. It's just like, and then the fact that like, they're all like, Elaine is fine. And like, Elaine keeps like clearly showing she's not. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's like a lot of like cringy spots in this that I feel like removed me from the story. Like the other ones had cringy bits, but not as much. Yeah. And so removed me. But I don't think it's a bad book. I don't think it's like, like I wouldn't give it one star but it's definitely one that i'm like how many stars did you get it i gave it a three and a half that's all yeah totally i think think that's fair i think that like that's 100 percent fair and i think most people fall in that range yeah for sure but it just is like i gave it a you know more than just a three because i was like i really did enjoy the fact that all of a sudden we got different perspectives Mm -hmm. and we were starting to see more of different people it just was like this book kind of felt like but why like, yes. But, but why? Yes. But th- those are my thoughts. What are your thoughts? Th- th- my thoughts. Um, I rated this very highly, partly because mm-hmm. um, I think I just do that with Akatar because I just have like a deep love yeah. for this series. But also after reading this over again, I had so much more of a deeper appreciation. Mm. Like I think I said this in Wings and Ruin that Sarah J. Mast does a really good job of like having these like really tiny little moments where she's like showing you someone's character or like when Cassian mm-hmm. calls Amron an angry snowball, like that is hilarious and like yeah. shows what kind of person he is and the way that Amron responds shows what kind of person she is. And they're like these little moments that you didn't really need for the plot, but they make the character so much more interesting. Yes, And totally. I felt that this was an entire book of that instead yeah. of just getting these like little moments. It was like, Oh my gosh, I can really see who more is right now or who yeah. Cassian is or whatever. And I, I loved it. I was like, this is exactly like, what yeah. I want in the lens of being like, this is something that I would read um, in the midst of like winter if I was like at a cabin. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I have to really not be expecting there to be like a heavy plot or any major things going on. It's just like very cozy to me. Yes. And if I look at it through that lens, I'm like, this is perfect. I love all the character interactions. Mm-hmm. I love all the sweet bits. Um, but you're right. Um, there are plenty of things in here that are disappointing. Um, I I also kind of think that um, Feyre going out of like character for what we know her as, I almost like that a little bit because mm. it kind of shows that she is not 
good all of the time like she's not just one note like like what the Ouroboros showed her as like she's got a a hefty dark side yeah yes and like her being an asshole to Lucian and everyone else is just like to me makes her a little less one-dimensional yeah um Mm -hmm. and I don't I don't think all of the things that she did in this book are 100% in character you know what I mean like even for her to do things that are like asshole-ish of her like some of them felt like Mm -hmm. a little bit of a far stretch but some of them I'm like yeah like Feyre is in a point of privilege now with like all her money and stuff so like her being like oh this is a seedy part of town or whatever like to me that makes starts to make a little bit of sense that she's kind of taking things for granted yeah that she's not like you know 100% this like um I don't know enlightened perfect yeah and then she's not always like understanding and open and like willing to like she's She's not. And that yeah. really she's so fixated on her family that she gets really fucking mad when no one wants like to everyone to just join them and like mm-hmm. how perfect they are. Yep. And like, yeah, you're right that that that's like a very common and like a good flaw in a character to make them more rounded. Yeah. Like, that she's not perfect. And yeah, she's kind of like she's blinded now by all the, sh- the amazing shit she's got. Right. Um, and so I rated this a five out of five, which mm, I yeah. do think is on very much on if I was being if I was trying to be like a logical person I would probably (laughs) rate it like a four but I'm just like I was just so deeply enamored reading this book the second time around thinking of it as just like a way to kind of like see the characters more deeply that I was like oh I freaking love yeah I've loved all the little interactions she's done with them and this is like an entire book of that totally totally and so that that's the reason why I rated it so highly so that's kind of like my yeah my hot take on this book is that it's a five out of five which I know no one's gonna agree with so no I like it Brianna gave it a five out of five I I'm gonna talk to her about this yes (laughs) I'm so excited about that absolutely um is there anything else I think that's I think that's it. I mean, it's pretty pretty standard, short yeah. little book. So I'm not. Fe- it wasn't anything like we didn't talk about plot wise. Yeah, there was no plot. There was exactly. So <laughs> plot, who is she? <laughs> who is she? So um, let's do our fuck yes and fuck you. Yes. Let's. Do you want to do your fuck you? Sure. Um, my fuck you kind of goes along with me rating this so highly. Is my fuck you is I have a feeling that of all the Akatar books Mm -hmm. um and the episodes that we are going to release for these this one is going to be not listened to as much as the other ones i think people are going to skip this one and that's my fuck you (laughs) that people are going to skip this episode because i i truly enjoyed this and i want people to hear my dumb opinion on it (laughs) yes chandler wants to tell you her thoughts damn it like i want i want because I definitely had an opinion on this the first time I read it. I hated it. I thought it was like, what is the point of this even? Yeah, uh-huh. And having a second go through, I'm like, I have a completely different perspective. And I just want, I would, it would just, it would be so nice if other people could be like, oh, like they don't have to agree with me, but like, be yeah. like, oh, I can see why someone would enjoy this book. So totally. That's my fuck you. What's your fuck <laughs> that's you? That's an adorable fuck Thank you. Thank you. I love it. Um, my fuck you is once again to my dumb ankle. Yeah. Uh, two weeks running. Fuck you, ankle. You're dumb and stupid. And it's hurting more today. Yeah. It's I'm sorry. Just, and I feel like such a baby when I'm like complaining about it, but it's just like, I think yesterday was the first day where it actually hit me. Like I was seeing people like run around, like yeah. go running. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I think what's really bothering me is that I worked really, really hard to get to a point with working out and like being active that mm-hmm. I felt really like, 
like I liked it and I had found things that had made me happy and not feel bad about like I was feeling weird about it or unhappy and that I finally found it and then this happened and now I can't do it and then yesterday I was watching it and being like God, I just want to go running. Like, yeah. I don't even want to run very far, but yeah. I want to go, like, run around my I block. want to participate. And, yeah, and I want to listen to my podcast, like, when I go run. And I think it's just, like, finally hit me that it's, like... And I'm trying to tell myself, like, it doesn't remove the love of the things that I found. It Like, it's just going to take a while to get back to it. It doesn't mean that those things won't be there. It doesn't mean that I can't do them. I'm just scared that I won't be able to do them like I could before. Which I know the doctors are like, if you do the PT, you're yeah. going to be fine. Yeah. But it's just... I'm, it's hard to, It's hard to stomach and it's hard to be yeah. prevented from doing the things that you have found a love for doing that make you feel good have brought me so much joy <laughs> i 100 percent feel you because you know my knee uh, yeah. is 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 not good enough to where i can really do much yet anyways either yeah, so yeah totally get it so it sucks it super sucks yeah, so i'm so sorry there's a lot of emotion around it beyond yeah. just like the ankle the injury, so like yeah i definitely like i don't want to go across like i'm like i'm hurt guys but it's just like emotionally this week it's was just rough and your it. your injury is uh, a long recovery time so yeah. you're kind of like bracing for like, yeah. okay, it's going to be a while before I can get back to those things. My upper body is going to get so buff. You're going to be so <laughs> swole in the arms. <laughs> and it's going to be clear I haven't done leg day. <laughs> um, but what's your fuck yeah? Um, my fuck yeah is today is my birthday party. <laughs> Not my birthday, but my birthday party. And we are doing it D&D style. Dude. I'm so excited because you agreed to do a session because you're our DM. I'm, I'm just... I've been looking forward to this for weeks. I'm so weeks excited. and weeks and weeks. So I, yeah, I'm just really giddy about doing um, a so D and D birthday. I'm so stoked, and I, I hope that the what I've got planned is is like gonna live up to like oh. what I would like and wanted to give for this this event. And oh, like anything you do is gonna be. I'm just I like it doesn't have to be anything special. I'm just excited to sit down with our friends. Oh, I am I requested that, you know, some of the characters bring food that their characters might want to eat or whatever. So, like, my character is making Striga stew. Yes! <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Just, just a pot roast. <laughs> yes! <laughs> but I'm just like, it just, I don't know, brings me a lot of joy. So, just yeah. to have people and we can play a game and eat food and whatever. So, I'm, I'm very excited. Hell yeah. She sent this, like, amazing, like, invitation <laughs> to us that was, like, all done up. And it was, like... Canva! It was just... It was fucking awesome. I and she was hours like... hours on that. And it showed. Thank you. Getting the font right. Yes, because it was fucking on it. perfect. Thank you. And the language was perfect. And it was, like, addressed from her character to all of, like, our yeah. characters. And, like... She was like, bring your favorite like Striga stew and cranberry muffins, which are like a part of our like our campaign. It's mm-hmm. like they're now a like inside joke. <laughs> and it just was like, it just was so fucking perfect. And then like as a DM to like have a friend be like so excited about this mm. to be like, would you DM my birthday party was like <laughs> the honor of my lifetime. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thrilled. So thank you for agreeing to that. Absolutely. Um, what is your fuck yeah? Um, so I have two fuck yeahs. My first fuck yeah is that um, so our house like front door had like busted out of its like top hinge Uh and i don't know how but it had like the screws had pulled out so the door was like shifting down and we literally could not like get into the house yeah you had to like lift the door by the handle to like Mm -hmm. push it in and robert fixed our door like (gasps) he like fucking like looked it up and did the house shit it 
it was like really kind of a like, handyman. Hot. Yeah, it was oh, like, yeah, hot. Then yeah. he like fixed our door, and I was like, yeah, yes, you go fixed Robert. That door. Um, so our door is fixed now, and you can like open and, it and shut it. And your boyfriend's like way hotter now. Oh, he just like oh, it just was like oh yeah, baby, like yeah, baby, you, you fix that, that door. That fucking door. Mm. Um, so probably TMI for everyone. Um, and then my second fuck yeah is the other day I sent you and my sister um the song this is me trying by taylor swift mm-hmm. and i was like this is like nesta's theme song like i yes. just am so obsessed with this and i like i listened to it and it was like oh my god like just everything that she's saying in that song is nesta and i sent it to brianna and brianna then sent me back two more songs that she was <gasps> like these two songs are these people off oh. the album and i was like and then we were back and forth like sharing like <gasps> songs from like the sarah j mass like universe like this is this person this is how this person you need to send me all of them okay i'll send all them, them. but it was just so fun that i was like because growing up brianna didn't really like taylor swift and so like Mm -hmm. i was one of the like only people i really knew who really liked her so i just kind of like liked it myself but then now like brianna really like likes her and like to send it back and forth with her and like these songs was like oh my god this is totally tamlin and like you can relate it to the books like (laughs) it hits like so many different parts it does it does like my taylor swift love the books like getting sister time it was so great oh that's very sweet it was just so fun so i'll show them to you later please do please do and i guess i'll show gary too because like, she likes all that oh, too yeah she's totally into all that but yeah it was just like it was just a, such a lovely moment so Aww. that's my two fuck yes hell yeah um well if you would rate and review the pod that'd yes, be fantastic and very helpful if you would just listen to this fucking episode of a court of frost and starlight please that would make chandler very happy because uh yeah i have a feeling that it's gonna be our least listened to episode, episode of the, of this series and, and that makes me sad we would love to hear your opinions on it like did your like yeah did you read it differently do you agree with us do you think we're being too harsh on certain people or like things like we want to know dm the instagram D- dms it you slide t- into our dm <laughs> tiny shed book club <laughs> <laughs> or email tiny shed book club at gmail.com but yeah uh yeah other than that we are gonna be ooh, getting into that chonker which is a court of um silver flame ooh. which i know you and i are already reading i'm halfway through it <laughs> yes oh god girl wow that's impressive it's my favorite of the it series. is so i'm flying through it too um i will probably like delay the posting of this episode so that we can like buy ourselves a little time like reading that book and getting through it um but yeah look forward to a quarter silver flames that is gonna be a fun one so fun all right well uh don't forget your bookmark and to lock the shed behind you from Azriel's shadows. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>